Welcome to the True Answers Podcast. I'm Rob. And I'm Reese. In a world of deception, we want to help you discover true answers. Bam! Welcome back to True Answers Podcast. Uh, Tonight, we're going to continue on with our conversation uh, on the salvation process. Um, Of course, Rob is here with me. But specifically, we're going to focus on repentance tonight. Because um, the past couple weeks, what did, what have we been talking about? We've been talking about the salvation process. So we've talked about belief, which starts the, if you have a an openness to the things of God, belief will bring you through the process, and it's the starting point. It'll bring you to confess your sin, and now we're talking about repenting of sin. A vital, a vital part of the salvation process. So we did also, I did want to let everybody know we released a bonus episode on like the high level, <clears throat> the high level points of what is salvation or the process of salvation. So go back and listen to that. And then you can listen to episodes one and two, and then this is going to be three. So today, uh, like we already talked about, we are going to be speaking on the topic of repentance. So, Rob, what, in, in your best terms, how can you describe repentance? And um, give me an example in your life, too, and then I can go. I would describe repentance. If you look it up, it'll say remorse for sin, and it certainly involves that. But it's more than just feeling sorry and going right back to what you were doing. Repentance is, it's, I think it's a military term. If they shout out, repent, you turn around 180 degrees. When, when we're going our own direction in life, we're making the decisions that we think are best, and then we find God and find his directions are better than ours. His way is better than our way. His ways are higher, and they may not always make sense, but they are true, and we can find that truth. And find that, oh, that is the direction I do need to go. He'll bring that conviction to us. And we'll have to submit in total surrender and go in his direction. So that's what I would say repentance is, Reese. It's a complete turnaround to go the direction God wants us to. Mm. So I, <clears throat> that's a great example. I don't feel like I need to rehash that. But I can give an example of the way I used to live. The way I used to live is actually found in the Bible. It's Proverbs chapter 26, verse 11, which I'm going to read this, and everybody's going to be like, what in the world? But it's true, and this is the majority of human beings. As a dog returns to his vomit, so a fool repeats his folly. So, like like what you alluded to already, true repentance is really what you do after the after the mistake or after asking for forgiveness. That's what real repentance is. And I lived for a period of my life like this proverb where, you know, you'd mess up and I was stuck in addiction. I was stuck in a cycle. You'd mess up and you knew you messed up and you would pray and cry and, you know, whatever. And God, I'm sorry. And then you just repeat it again. And it was over and over and over again. And actually the apostle Paul talks about this and he calls it, um, I'm paraphrasing it, but essentially he calls it taking the grace of taking advantage of the grace of God. Just because we have God's grace does not mean we sin. Yeah. And that, that's what Paul discussed in, in the new Testament. 
So Reese, the cycle that you were in, where you kept, you know, returning as a dog to the vomit, uh, you just kept falling back into that same cycle, and kept getting stuck. You said you were stuck. So I was thinking about there's there's two choices we have when we're in that situation. One is to keep repeating the cycle until our conscious conscience is numb and it doesn't matter and we're just living that way and we're okay with it. And the other option is we do whatever it takes to get free. And and that might mean coming to an accountability partner. That might mean not just going to an altar and saying I'm sorry, but putting up guardrails, putting up guidelines, putting software on our phones, putting, I'm trying to be practical here, mm-hmm. um, saying no, I'm not going to go to this location anymore. No, I'm not going to say yes to this invitation or this person is going to, be removed from my social media account. You know, practical things like that are things that when we really mean it, we're going to make it happen. I think that's part of repentance. Yeah. Uh, that the stuff you do, the steps you take to avoid the sin in the future, that's that's part of repentance. I So for me, it was like I had to identify the triggers in my life. Like what causes me to, you know, mess up? Is it stress? Is it whatever? And I realized that it was, it was stress because my family was going through a really hard time. And the thing that I was turning to, uh, was like, that was my coping mechanism. If you, you know, you want to use psychology terms, but I had to identify the thing that was causing me to mess up and then just change the response to that trigger. Mm, Yeah. So the trigger is going to stay the same, right? Because my family was broken. And it was hurting, so that wasn't going to change. There was nothing I could do to change that. So I had to change my response to that particular trigger. So instead of immediately, like, going on my laptop and looking at stuff I'm not supposed to, it was when I was stressed, I trained myself to go read the Bible instead. That's really good. I think you hit right in the heart of how to make repentance work. Yeah. The, the nuts and bolts of this is how you do it. You find that trigger, you're like, oh, I realized right now I really wanted to go do the thing that I kept falling into and that's the trigger what else can I do mm-hmm. and when you have the uh, the alternate set down and written down something like that a plan you know where to go yeah and you can win it, it's <clears throat> I kind of applied that scripture um, in Psalms where David is asking the Lord like search me search me God like show me what's going on in my heart and my mind because uh you know, psychology tries to understand it, but then the Bible also says that a man's heart is desperately wicked and no man can really understand his own heart. But with God's help, like he will show you stuff in your life and actually give you practical steps like, you know, replacing the response. You know, if you can't get rid of the trigger, ideally you'd want to just avoid the trigger entirely. You know, whether it's like uh, if something that you see like causes you to mess up, well, avoid seeing that. Like build your life around not seeing, if that makes sense. Like build walls in your life so that you don't even encounter it. That would be ideal. Mm-hmm. But like in, in a lot of people's situations, they can't. Yeah. You know, and, and stress is a big thing that drives people to sin. Stress about money, relationships, uh, life in general, your job, like all that stuff. And when stress, you're tired and when you're hungry, those things Exactly, too. because your body is looking for a way to relieve the stress. That's, that's your natural flesh response. 
And so if it's not possible to remove that trigger, replace the response. Fix what you're, you know, what you run to. Um, but as, as far as repentance, I'm glad we got into the really practical stuff because a lot of, I've noticed a lot of stuff in the Bible we talk about conceptually and it, it kind of, so the, the problem, I, not the problem, but the thing that always bugged me was when I would go to, to a church service, I would hear an amazing sermon and then afterwards I'm asking myself, okay, how do I, mm. how do I do that? Or yeah. how do I apply that to my life? You know, cause people will talk about. Um, David being a worshiper, you know, or something like that. And you're like, well, I want to be a worshiper, but how do I do that? And it, it really helps when it gets broken down for me. Like this is practical. If you want to, you want to be a worshiper, you got to pray every day. You got to commune with God. You have to, uh, read your word. Like you got to spend time with God. You know, a lot of times we talk about that stuff, but don't really dive into how do we do that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That teaching is important. And some things are taught and some things are caught. Mm-hmm. So being with people who do You're referencing right things, the book on prayer, right? <laughs> By Ken Gurley? I think that's where I thought of it. <laughs> that is a good one. Yeah. So if you don't know how to worship, hang around a worshiper, you'll find out. Right. In addition to hearing some good teaching on it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, Reese, what leads us to repentance? Well, I can... Uh, I can tell you, actually, I'll just give you an example of one of the scriptures that I had today, because this is great. Um, Job, good old Job. We've talked about him a couple times. You've actually taught like an entire life group series on Job on Wednesday nights. But this is in the very, very last chapter after he has his conversation with God and God grills him hard. Like (laughs) I wouldn't want to be grilled like that, but. This is, this is what he says, Job chapter 42, verses 5 and 6. I think I'm in the King James. Here I beseech thee, and I will speak. I will demand of thee, and declare thou unto me. Um, wait a second. I missed my, my spot. Here it is. Here it is. Verse 5. Because verse 4 was Jesus talking. I accidentally read verse 4. I have heard of thee by the hearing of the ear, but now mine eye seeth thee. This is Job's response. And then he says, wherefore I abhor myself and repent in dust and ashes. Mm. So this is, to me, this is really powerful because this speaks to something that I heard Brother Putnam say when he was a missionary in Germany. He said he had this experience with God like he never had. Like, I mean, think about Brother Putnam. At this point, he's a missionary, like has, has his relationship with God on lock, basically. You know, praying every day, reading his Bible, all that stuff, living righteously. But he said that one day his his wife, Sister Putnam, went to work. She was a teacher. And, you know, he kissed her goodbye. She left. And he was at home all day. And right when he turned around, he saw this bright, bright light. And it, when he saw it, it drove him to his face on the ground Mm. and felt the most dirty that he has ever felt in his life. And what he says is when you encounter God— because he's 100% pure, 100% holy. It doesn't matter how righteous, righteous, quote unquote, righteous you live your life. Mm-hmm. You will feel like the most wretched sinner ever. So my response to your question, going back to that, when you get close to God or when you encounter God's presence, it should drive you to repentance because mm. he's perfect and we're not. Yeah. And that is immediately recognizable when we encounter the presence of God. Wow. 
Yeah. Isn't that crazy? But that yeah. was that was Job's response, right? Like he was a righteous man. I mean, he had some questions, right? And he asked God like sincerely. He needed to know why he was, you know. But just his encounter with God drove him to repentance. Yeah. Now yeah. I hear you. Now I see you, and I abhor myself and I repent. He and it's kind of like he realizes I had no real place to ask those questions anyway. Right. right. So it was a. But it took that encounter with God. Yeah. And he, it drove him to repentance. And that word repent in Hebrew is very similar to what we've already been talking about. Mm. Like extreme sorrow, uh, like to the point of, um, in there, in the Hebrew, it's like to the point of, uh, I don't know what the word is, but like sobbing or whatever. Yeah. Not not necessarily depression, but close to it. Yeah. This is um, the scripture I have that talks about this too. Romans 2, 4. Or despisest thou the riches of his goodness and forbearance and long suffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leads thee to repentance. So it's God's goodness that leads us to repent. So you're talking about Job, and it was God's kindness and love that allowed him to transform his mind to be more in line with God. And it was his it was God's kindness that didn't let him stay the way he was. He came out more transformed with a better view of God. And just like that example you shared with um, Brother Putnam seeing the light and feeling dirty, it was God's kindness that he wanted to come close and manifest himself. Mm -hmm. And in doing so, (laughs) we need to repent. (laughs) Right, humans have an immediate response to that. Yeah, I think Moses is a great example of that too. Because he asked God, you know, like, show me, I want to see your face. Show me your glory. Mm -hmm. And God's like, okay. You can't see my face, but you can see my hind parts. Yeah. And Moses's response to that, like when he was about to get exactly what he wanted, but he fell on his face and said, I'm not worthy. I'm not even worthy to see the hind parts of your glory. And I feel like he probably had a very similar experience too. He was about to get exactly what he wanted and encounter God in a way that he desired, but felt so unworthy and just felt like, uh, who am I to even witness the glory of God? Yeah. Yeah, there's um, a couple of scriptures that are worth reading that talk about the need for repentance. So um, these steps that we're talking about in the process of repentance are, are laid out in the Bible, and we're highlighting them because it basically says this is essential. Right. This is important. You need to do this. Yeah. We see it like what we talked about before the podcast. It's all through the Old Testament and the New Testament. Yeah. It's just a, it's a, it's a principle all through the Bible. Yeah. So here's some scripture that lets you know repenting is necessary. So Luke 5, 32 is um, the Lord speaking. I came not to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Mm-hmm. And, and what was Jesus's message, especially at the beginning of his ministry? What was it, Brother Rob? I'm gonna put you put you on spot. Well, he wanted the what did it, what did he preach? To come right after John the Baptist, right after he was baptized. Kingdom of heaven is at hand. Repent, and for repent. the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Right. That was John the Baptist's message, and he w- he came in the spirit of what does the Bible say, Elijah? He came in the spirit of Elijah. Yeah. And he preached, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And right after Jesus was baptized, he picked up. That same gospel message, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. 
repentance is essential. If yes. that, I mean, if that don't tell you repentance is essential, then this then scripture I, will <laughs> right here. Right. Luke thirteen three, and this is Jesus speaking. I tell you no, but unless you repent or accept ye repent, you shall all likewise perish. So oh, we, we got to do it. Man. Right. Unless you repent, you're not going to make it. Right. It's true. Because you can't enter heaven with sin. You can't. And without repentance and walking away, that's not the only step. Because there's another step, which we'll talk about next week, which actually expunges the record of sin. But repentance brings, like, the forgiveness of God. He forgives your sin, but your record is still there. He hasn't forgotten it. Right? Right. So repentance is getting God's forgiveness. And then, like like what we've said already, what you do after is trying to walk right, striving to walk righteously. That's what repentance is. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Um, just to go to the Old Testament real quick, because I, I just want to bridge this parallel. Um, after you entered the gate in the tabernacle, that the first step was to sacrifice an animal, to kill something and put it on the altar. And that altar burned all the time. So it was always ready for a sacrifice. But, I mean, parallel that, we know, and maybe one day we'll do a whole series on the tabernacle and how it relates to the New Testament, how it relates today. But after you enter the gate, which in the New Testament is Jesus, he's the way, you have to, he's the only way. There was only one gate in the in the tabernacle, and Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. The only way you get to the Father is through me. So he's symbolic of that. So when we encounter Jesus, or after we encounter his presence, the first initial response should be repentance. That's what the brazen altar is. Something has to die. Repentance puts our flesh on the altar. Romans chapter 12 talks about that. Verse 1, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. So we that's part of repentance. And we see it in the Old Testament right there in the tabernacle plan that it's after you enter the gate, the first response. After you encounter Jesus, the first response should be repentance. Right. Yeah, it's putting the old man away and embracing the new man. Mm-hmm. Once you turn and repent, you know, that baby analogy, don't turn back the other way. <laughs> right. You got to keep going. Because you're going to cause some problems. Right. <laughs> in the birthing room. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, so, and that's the case with all of these steps is there's always the next progression that God wants us to mature in. Right. So some people do stop at belief and they say, you don't need to do anything more. And and to be honest, the enemy, Satan, who's trying to get back at God, he loves it when people stop short. Mm-hmm. Stop short of the power of God being enacted in their life. Yep. So don't let that happen. Right. Like, why do you think there are so many different denominations? even in Christianity, that believe so many different things about salvation. Men's it, ideas yes. and convenience. Exactly. Yeah. But it's, you know, in the spirit of our podcast, we're bringing the true answer. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I think that's a good place to wrap up. So just in summary, repentance is more than just, God, I'm sorry. It's that, of course, because sin brings shame and guilt and uh, sometimes that's what drives us to, I know for me, that was something, uh, like when I wasn't, when I was stuck in that cycle that I described, it was always like stress, sin, shame was the three S's of the cycle, I guess, mm. stress, sin, shame. 
And then I would try to repent, but I wasn't truly repenting. I was just asking God for forgiveness. You know, like, I'm sorry, God, forgive me. I won't do it again. It's dangerous to make promises like that to God. Mm. But, um, but that's like the cycle. It's stress, sin, shame, stress, sin, shame. Until you truly repent, which is like what you said, Brother Rob, like setting up boundaries, like setting up protections for yourself so that you don't have to encounter that or even get close to that sin again. It's, it truly, repentance truly is how we live after we've messed up. The Bible also says, I think it's either in Psalms or Proverbs, that the wicked man falls and perishes or is destroyed but the righteous man may fall seven times, but will get back up every time. I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but but the righteous man, he will fall and get back up and try and live life better. That's repentance. Yeah, I've heard it this way, and it's really stuck with me. And it's sin is not what keeps you out of heaven. It's an unrepentant heart. Mm, yeah, that's true. Because repentance, and then you couple that with baptism in Jesus name and the infilling of the Holy Ghost that those three coupled together um, are so powerful but the entry point into those three steps is repentance gotta repent gotta ask God's forgiveness clean up our heart so that we're preparing our vessel for him to fill that's right well uh, we hope you've enjoyed this discussion. I know I have, and I'm really looking forward to next week. So thank you all so much for your time and God bless you all and keep seeking for true answers. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of True Answers. Rob and I have really enjoyed bringing this type of content to you. And we also wanted to let you know that you can find us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, or any other place that you receive your podcasts from. Thank you so much. God bless you and keep seeking for true answers.